Hey everybody, this is part two of this week's episode where we talk to the Black and Gold podcast about the upcoming game against App State. So if you've not listened to part one first, go back and do that and then come back and listen to this. Unless you don't care about what we said about Auburn game or uh, Trash Down South or Realignment or I don't, I don't even remember what we talked about to be honest with you. So uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Here we go. Welcome back, Panther fans. Uh, this is part two of this week's episode where we are going to be talking to uh, the Black and Gold podcast about uh, the game coming up this week. Uh, welcome, AJ, Big C. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here tonight. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're actually recording this on Monday and broadcasting it out on Tuesday. So if there's any developments like uh, Georgia Southern firing another head coach between now and then, we will not have that kind of information to talk about. But uh, but yeah, so not, not to uh, prove that we're disorganized or anything. But aren't aren't you going to publish this on Wednesday? This will it's gonna it's gonna live <laughs> broadcast it's gonna live broadcast on Tuesday around the world. Because that's where our fan base is. I get all those Russian. <laughs> I get. I get all those Russian hits. I'm sure those are legit. And, uh, uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be on the podcast that comes the, the audio podcast that comes out on the comes out on Wednesday morning. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get into it, guys. Uh, as I was saying before we get started, I am zero prepared for this episode. Uh, I know that you guys are App State. I know that you're yeah. in Boone, North Carolina. I have talked to you guys last year. We talked to you guys last year. Wait, are we, we're playing App State this week. I have skied uh, Nighthawk and Sugar Mountain, Ski so I've night. I've been there. I'm just gonna keep on going all night long. Like I said, also <laughs> I've I've been drinking since about seven tonight. It's uh, a I was trying to make a right, joke. You won't even let me do it. No, well, <laughs> I'm sure it was not funny to begin with. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a disaster. Tim is going to be so happy that he's not here right now. All right. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, what do you guys think about this game coming up, man? What, what, what are you looking for? First, Well, first of all, I want to say yeah. uh, welcome to the world of getting screwed by a P5 referee. <laughs> um, Appreciate you. Welcome. We, we, we have felt that a few times. Uh, absolutely got robbed. Uh, I felt a little little bit of pain for you uh seeing that that catch that wasn't a catch but was ruled a catch um how convenient so my condolences to that too soon man too soon too soon and when i say i'm not prepared it's because i take losses very very personally <laughs> and i could not even like look at even the message boards or anything or oh, reading yeah. articles until this morning and i forced myself i forced myself to look into it today but yeah thanks for saying that it was um we, ryan and ryan and i were, were we were both there at the game it was a rough one it was even, a rough even one the auburn fans around me who had been like complaining about some bad calls that were like you know maybe not great calls but probably good non-call type things and uh, even they were just like, "What the hell am I watching? What? what that was not a catch." Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was pretty funny. We so we we had our little sliver of a section. You probably could have fit all of Center Park Stadium into that one section of fans right there. They were all we were all there together, and so we, I think I don't know if our angle was just better, but we all kind of saw that it was a non-catch. So when they go to review, we're cheering. We're like, "Yeah, we know this is going to get overturned." 
and they do the first video replay and Auburn fans are cheering. They do the second video replay. Auburn fans are cheering. They do the third video replay. Auburn fans are cheering. They do fourth video replay and that stadium goes silent. <laughs> they see that ball hit the ground and they're like, Ooh, yeah. So we all thought it wasn't a catch, but I, I, I was like, man, that was a good catch. Cause I thought, I thought it was an amazing catch at first. <laughs> and then I saw the replay. Yeah. I was like, Oh, it wasn't. Well, I was standing oh. right next to the infamous uh, Ben Moore and he right. called it, he, he called it immediately that it was oh, a I'm non-catch. Sure but then again, I'm sure Ben pretty much calls every completion a non-catch. So <laughs> that's right. He's a homer. <laughs> Oh, man. I'll, so I'll be honest though. here. I'll be honest here. I saw that uh, play for the first time today, uh, watching it, ESPN Plus, whatever, rebroadcast. I only got two angles in. Obviously, the one in the back from the end zone looked obviously really bad. And right. with the front angle, I guess, from the opposite end zone, it was kind of tough. Uh, but, man, it hard, hard to believe that was called a, a – <laughs> Whatever it was, confirmed a catch or whatever. That they didn't yeah, know. yeah, they they called it a catch on the field, and then they you know just confirmed a catch, and the, the replay or uh, couldn't overturn it. But you know, and Ryan and I kind of differ on this kind of perspective about games. But we talked about it while we were right there in the stadium there, and I, I say you, you you're playing two games. You're playing the the opposing team, and you're playing the officiating, and you can't let just one single play determine a game. And and we don't know if that was going to change the game because it would have gone from. Uh, second and uh, 10 on the 30 to first and 10 on the 10. So first and goal on the 10. So who knows what's going to happen, but sure is harder to score from the 30 than it is from the 10. Yes. So, so that wasn't it's, it's, a fourth down play or anything like that. I, I guess. No, it was, was play. Yeah. it was a first down play. It was a first down play. And then we even had opportunities there because we did force them down to a fourth down on the goal score. And That's we, right. we had, we had, we had their, their backup quarterback. And I'm going to say backup quarterback because we did, uh, cause Bo Nix did leave the game. Uh, we had their backup quarterback scrambling uh, and he just made, made an incredible connection. So yeah. screw Auburn. <laughs> yes, screw Auburn. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Uh, at played Auburn back in 1999, and we lost by seven Oof. on a game that uh, didn't have any bad calls um, down on the plains. But uh, we we had a coaching decision that was tough. But uh, we lost that one in the final minute, 22 to 15. That was my freshman year of school, and uh, so mm. I definitely feel your Auburn pain 22 years later. Yeah, it's going to be a you know. Um, the the difference is going to be why well, I just I don't know difference. I don't know difference. I'm talking. I'm just using words now. No, I think what's going to happen. <laughs> podcast, is, we do that. We're stupid. Uh, I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm really stupid. Uh, coming out of this game, my big question is going to be how this team responds because you guys know Coach Elliott. You know he's yep. he's been there. Yep. Uh, he, he's from 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 the App State. Uh, uh, you know lineage. Lineage. Yeah. Exactly. Ex- exactly. So. <laughs> He knows you guys. You guys know him, and he's an emotional guy. And I don't know if you guys watch his presser afterwards or you saw anything since then. But you know, he um, the thing I like about Coach Elliott, and I like many things, but the thing I'm going to talk about is it could be a lot of coach speak. But he tends to be. This is supposed to be an interview where I'm asking you guys questions. I'm just talking right now. So much. We'll go. We'll go. He he seemed more upset for the players missing that win yeah. than he was about 
uh, him himself, his record, his status as a head coach, and everything. Yeah. So maybe maybe you guys, just uh, Alex, you guys uh, tell me about what do you what are your all thoughts of Coach Elliott? Um, uh, well, you know, I, I think Charles and I would say the same thing. I'm a huge Sean Elliott fan. Um, I know for 100% fact that the dudes that are on staff with us that are App State guys, Coach Cardwell, Coach Clark, they all get along. I mean, these guys all get along. Um, I think that once you're in the trenches with somebody, you know, pardon the pun, but, um, you know, Coach Elliott, you know, coached offensive line, but he is actually a defensive lineman in college. And so he, he went across from um, Sean Clark in practice every day, you know, uh, and so these guys fought each other through, through the 90s um, in those um, really good App State teams. You know, it's it's just kind of a bond that you can't break, and uh, I'm sure these guys will cuss each other on Saturday, and I'm sure they cuss each other on on the recruiting trail if they're going after the same guy. I know that you know often you know we recruit um, the same players and whatever, and in, in the state of Georgia, which is a hotbed for us. But man, I mean, I, I have just tons of respect. You know, it was um, back in Charles will, will remember this um, back in 2012. I think it's 2012. Um, Sean Elliott came to a game, a playoff game. Charles, I think it was a playoff game. Um, he's in the stands. It's in December. Um, and there was speculation that he was back there, or maybe 2011. I don't remember. Um, to like kind of hunt for, you know, a job, or not not hunt for a job, but was he there to interview for you know the predecessor being the predecessor to Jerry Moore. And everybody loved that idea. I loved it. And it's like, oh, Sean Elliott's coming back. He's going to be head coach. We just knew that he was so successful at South Carolina as an offensive line coach. He was ranked so highly, you know, that um, he was going to be the guy. And he wasn't. And the rest is history where, you know, Scott Satterfield had insane success. And, you know, Coach Satterfield is where he is now. Um, I would bet that um, Coach Elliott would like that back i think he'd <laughs> i think he would have liked to have um, pursued that maybe a little more not saying he would have definitely got it because you know charlie cobb ended up hiring sat who was the cheapest option at the time if we're being frank um but no i, I have tons of respect for coach elliott i hope he loses on saturday but <laughs> i'll always be i'll always be a coach elliott fan well hopes and dreams you know <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't really have much more to add from what aj said i mean we obviously um in the f family we always keep track of our own and we want them to be successful. Um, obviously not every weekend in this case, but uh, <laughs> we, we don't want him to fail at Georgia state yeah. um, at all. But, you know, if um, he'll land you know, on his feet somewhere, we just, you know, if, if something bad were to happen, if something like, you know, what happened down South happens, um, but we're, we're going to root for him all the time, you know, uh, whether he's at Georgia state or Tennessee state or anywhere in between, um, and we hope he does well. Just, you know, only except for one Saturday a year. <laughs> <laughs> one Saturday every season. Yeah, Ryan, uh, you and I, one of the benefits of being uh, fans of Georgia State is we have kind of unprecedented access to the coaches and the administration and whatnot. So you and I have had many, many, many a beer had, with yeah, Coach Elliott. And so we <laughs> got to know him on a uh, an on-camera, unmiked atmosphere. Yeah, he just he's a legit, solid Solid dude, and I, good I, I stories, have, man. He's got some good stories. I can't tell any of them here, but you know <laughs> they're good. I promise. 
Yeah, yeah. ask him about Myrtle Beach. Ask yeah. him what he thinks about Myrtle Beach. That's exactly. that, that's Ryan's go-to uh, Coach Elliott story. Ask him what he thinks about Myrtle Beach. But yeah, we we uh, I think I think in general, there's probably there's always going to be a, a fan here and there who um, are not happy with what things are going on. But I think in general, that uh, the Georgia State fan base is really excited about Coach Elliott. He's obviously he, there, there's no question he's the best coach we've had. We've only had three. Yeah. But he's by far our best coach. You you take the 2018 year out, and I don't. That's an anomaly of a, a two and ten season. You take that out, and he's by far our most successful coach we've had. But yeah. yeah. But uh, let's get into let's get into Saturday. First of all, big question: Are either of you guys coming down to the game? Oh, um, not to be like sad or anything here. Uh, I had a hotel room booked um, and everything, but we're not. I had a I had a great aunt pass away this morning and oh. her funeral is going to be on Saturday. She, she's been sick for a long time. So like, it is sad, it, but it was not unexpected. It's, one of, those, it's one of those. Um, I think we all have extended family funerals that we feel that we can skip from time to time, <laughs> you know, well, you know, but uh, this one is one that you can't skip. Uh, so I will actually be trying my hardest to avoid any and all information. Um, of what's happening at the game while I'm at the funeral so that we can watch it with a, a blank slate afterwards. So well, I, man, I'm, I, I'm bummed twice. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel so bad when I'm talking crap about you guys the entire time now. But, <laughs> you don't need to worry no, about yeah, it. Our, I would our, do the our, same to you, David. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the relationship that we have. So don't our, worry about our, it. Our, our condolences, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, you uh, – uh, get back back to the illustrious Ben Moore. Uh, he has a he has a, a slogan: uh, "Family first, always." And I agree with that. So yeah, yeah. Be, be with the family, absolutely. Yeah. Her. So Charles, come on. That means you you got to represent. You got to represent uh, the black yeah. and gold down here. I, I unfortunately got to give you bad news or good news, however you want to look at it. Um, I will not be in Atlanta <laughs> this weekend. Um, I have a very important baby shower to attend. What? We're taking some steps down. We're taking, unless it's your baby shower, yeah, we're yours? taking some steps down. <laughs> no, there will be no more me having baby showers. I will be attending <laughs> baby showers. Um, as long as well, our, tail, uh, our tailgate is supposed to be pretty good. We got uh, uh, pizzas making a comeback. We got a uh, uh, family pizzas? that makes homemade homemade, homemade pizzas. Pizza? Oh, okay, I was about to say, if you're yeah. ordering out, that's not a tailgate. <laughs> no, no, homemade pizzas. They bring out a, a it's a whole pizza oven thing, and they they make the dough the night before. They bring it all out, and that's uh, cool. They, they do it up, man. It's real good. Sweet. Uh, all right, so I don't uh, want to hear I don't want to hear any beef about Georgia State fan attendance when we can't even get the two biggest App State fans <laughs> down into Atlanta for a game. All right, if you guys so can't we, come, we've had uh, t- 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 you know, AJ's got a good reason. Uh, I guess mine is less obvious, but. Um, we've had three games in, in September to attend. So yeah, uh, it's been a Charlotte yeah. game and we've had, we just came off of a, uh, um, you know, a Saturday, Thursday situation. So, um, yeah. it's one of those where it's like, it's too close. They're all too close to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every week. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It, what, well, you know, especially when you go <laughs> two in five days. Um, yeah, but, uh, this is one I was like, I'm going to hold off. You know, uh, there will be another one down the road. Uh, that, I was uh, excited. We were going to go to the Georgia Aquarium that morning. My son really wanted yeah. to go see a whale shark, and um, it all came crashing down. But I, I really enjoyed. You know, I went to that the game in um, twenty seventeen, and I had a Georgia blast. Town. I loved it. Yeah, yeah it was great. Seventeen. Were, were we? Were we in? 
Were we in Center Park yet, or were we still back in the dome back then? No, you were in. It was in Turner. Uh, I call it Turner Field, but I guess uh, yeah, Park yeah. Now. yeah, yeah, but yeah. We had a great time. We call it what well, we call it the park with oh, a C. No one, no one calls it that. I'm trying to get that started. You guys, you guys, go ahead and push that out as well. We're, we're going to call it the park. End of the park. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we should talk about the game, right? Right. So That's tell us all. Tell us all of the. Tell us how we can beat App State. What, what do we got to do? Yeah, coach listens, so you know, give him everything. Oh wow, he, does he? Okay. He does. He, 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 he does not listen whatsoever at all. Uh, a Cobb uh, listens apparently. Cobb oh, listens because. Cobb listens. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He, but, he told us, but David doesn't remember because he was too drunk. <laughs> I'm sure when Charlie finds out that I'm on, he'll he'll definitely be listening and tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure to tag you in it. Yeah, yeah. No. So yeah. So I mean, Abstates look great this season so far. Obviously, you, I'm sure you guys are really hating that that Miami loss. But in and all three of the, I mean, all four of your games, you've, you've looked fantastic this season. Um. The the big question going into the season was whether or not uh, the quarterback from Duke, Clemson, was going to be able to be the real deal, and it seems like he is. Talk talk about your offense. Yeah, um, I w- go ahead. Go Charles. ahead, AJ. Go ahead, AJ. Oh, go ahead, Charles. Okay, um, AJ. <laughs> if I if I remember correctly from last season or last year, last season, AJ, you give me all the color commentary, and then Charles, you'll come in here and give me all the stats and numbers and uh, and <laughs> all the X's and O's, and everything, right? Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. No, um, I was I was saying this this evening actually. Um, talked about Chase Bryce how. It, it's a little, it's a little um, annoying to me how so many at fans have seen Clemson, you know, four star Trevor Lawrence backup. Um, and there, I think a lot of at fans have kind of come to uh, the acceptance that Duke's just terrible, and and you can't do well if your receivers are are dropping passes and your offensive line can't block. Um, so I think they've gotten past that, but I think. They're expecting because of this, well, you're a four-star recruit, you're this, you're that, that he's supposed to like take over games. And in our offense, and really our program, you look, we don't have to have a quarterback to take over a game in order for, in order for us to win. Zach Thomas, obviously, very athletic. He's one of those guys trying to make his first read, and if it's not there, he'll run. He's really athletic. Chase isn't that. But um, our offense doesn't require um, – you know, an elite performance from a quarterback every single week for us to win. Uh, they just need to do their job. And um, Charles does a better job talking about this than, than I do, but we don't like the term game manager because that sounds like what uh, people try to say to a quarterback. That's not really good, but doesn't turn the ball over. Um, but Andrew he, Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but he, I mean, what's he done? What, I mean, he's, he, he's done what has been required. He's made some throws that I don't think, any quarterback we've had any time recently could make. Um, he's not as fast as, as Zach Thomas was, but um, I think he's really good. I think he's doing a really good job, and I just feel like there's a, a large contingent, hopefully that contingent is, is shrinking, of people that if he doesn't throw a touchdown pass every single play, they go, well, I mean, what's up with this Chase Bryce guy? But I think it's getting better, but I we were confident and we heard – Guys like uh, Thomas Hennigan and, and these other players in camp say, Chase is really good. We feel really confident about him, and we offered him a scholarship for a reason. So I think he's doing really well, um, and um, I don't expect that to really change. 
I'm so glad you actually said his name is Chase Bryce because w- before I meant said anything, I almost said Bryce Harper. And I was like, <laughs> and I, I knew it was wrong. I knew Bryce Harper was wrong, but I was like, that's just the first thing that comes to my head. It's so, yeah. No, he's not Bryce Harper. Yeah. But Bryce Harper is also a total tool bag. So, yeah. <laughs> also, what are you saying? What are you trying to say? Oh, I, actually, I, I, know, I, know, I know nothing about Chase Bryce. I'm, I'm, sure, he's, I'm sure he's probably a. Um, I don't know, a manicure bag or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Charles, all right, break it down for us. Uh, the X's and O's. What's, what's App State going to do that's going to tear apart Georgia State's defense and just explode this game for you guys? Well, I mean, building off of Chase and, and, that, and that situation right there, I mean, I, I watched a lot of the Charlotte game that y'all had today. Um, that, that, just, that game looked boring to me. And I'm not saying it looked boring on y'all's end. It looked boring on Charlotte's end. I just felt like, that was a tough one to stay away for. But anyway, um, I mean, Chase has not had a play yet this year, in my opinion, that have been like, man, you messed up. Like, that's all on you. Uh, that is your fault. You threw the pick. No, uh, that hasn't happened yet. And as long as he keeps doing that, then I'm, I don't, I'm not going to have any issues. And I don't think anybody else will. But there's certainly a, a some faction of our fan base that's going to have a hard time accepting someone who wasn't like a homegrown kind of a guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's okay. They'll get over it. Um, we are exactly where we expected to be right now. Three and one. Um, yeah, we can want some more icing on the cake by beating the Miami and going and being four. No, but that's exactly the effort that I was expecting that night. Um, we, we took care of ECU. That's a huge game for us, obviously, instead of North Carolina. Um, we, we were a little sluggish against Elon, but, um, we had a, you know, Corey Sutton was trying to make a play and score on, and fumbled right, you know, right, right out of bounds. And, he, or, and, and it was a touchback, I think it was, right, AJ? I don't think Elon yeah. recovered. Yeah. But that just yeah. kind of flattened us in that first half against Elon. So that, that first half didn't look great, but we, you know, we finished them off like we should have. I mean, still a 44 to 10 win. Uh, but that wasn't Chase Bryce's fault. Um, I, really, our, our thing right now is that we have two excellent running backs right now that that can do damage uh, and take over games if needed. Uh, we know we know Cam Peoples can take over a game. That, that's been seen um, several times over. He has eight touchdowns this year. Um, Nate Noel can also do it. He just hasn't scored. He's done a lot of the dirty work. Um, he's a completely different back than Cam. And, um, and he was the reason why, honestly, in my opinion, we beat Marshall. Uh, he, 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 he iced the game and he got us down there to make the, the plays uh, when we needed, you know, um, even though when we were down nine points in the, in the fourth quarter to Marshall, it never felt like we were down nine points in the fourth quarter. It, it never felt like that game was out of reach or out of control or like, man, we got to really Yeah, that's that, that's what success out. feels like. We would we, we would love to have that kind of success <laughs> where we never feel like we're down. <laughs> Four and a half we're, we're, up in Auburn. We're, we're up 12 against Auburn and we're kind of like, you know, yeah, we're about to get blown out by 80 points right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of knew it was coming, right? It was building. Uh, <laughs> look, law of averages says we got to beat y'all eventually. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't just win forever. Well, well I mean, that's, <laughs> the, that's the goal. Somebody's yeah, going to get some, somebody's gonna drink too much the night before the wrong, you know, like. No, 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 that, that was that was that, that's the trash down South, Ryan. They, right. Yeah, they're, sorry. I don't mean they're, they're linemen drink beer on top of buses before games. Right. So. <laughs> so, so I think the biggest part about that is, you know, you look at the early part of this rivalry and, and uh, with it, Trent Miles, uh, you're obviously trying to get off the ground as a program, period. 
Um, Elliot's done a better job, but as long as there's an Elliot in Atlanta and there's a Clark and Boone, they, those two will not let their teams take this lightly. Yeah, as yeah, much as sure. it is a battle on the field, we, we're not going to overlook any situation. Um, Clark mentioned his press conference. Every coach says that this is a ring game. Um, if we want to take back the trophy that we feel belongs in Boone, it starts this weekend, and there's no time you can let up um, any given week because if you do, someone's going to sneak up and bite you. You know, uh, Monroe can obviously do that. We just saw that this past weekend. You know, absolutely. Um, yep. so, I, I didn't realize that until today uh, <laughs> because <laughs> Detroit now. Yeah, they thump they thump Troy pretty good um, yeah. at home, and Troy's people were talking about Troy, but that's a different story. But yeah, people that, that was the thing to talk about all off season because uh, there's nothing else to talk about. It seemed like every rating came out either had uh, obviously had you guys in Coastal, uh, you know, first one A and one B in the East Division, and then it was kind of like whether or not Georgia State or Troy was that second or, or third team, and we can all agree that the trash down south was always going to be in in beautiful eagle creek the entire season long so <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey ryan i ryan i've not let you give a chance to ask a question do you have a question i have questions man i didn't know i was gonna make it on time <laughs> we didn't know we were doing it at all well, so. i'm just here to shoot the shit with these fine fellas you know that aren't gonna make it to the game <laughs> uh yeah i mean let's take a, a quick a deviation because i you know, one of the, I have a lot of respect for App State for you know a multitude of reasons, uh, but one of those, probably the top one, is you know you guys hate Southern just as much as anybody in the world can, which is we come from the exact same genre. So, what do you guys think about that trash down south uh, dropping uh, Lunsford yesterday, four games into the season? Um, it's it's something that you know the first thing that came to my mind is who are they going to find that wants to coach down there? more than Chad Lunsford. Um, I just, I look at that job as like, you have to be like the pool of right candidate to come in there and succeed has to be so small. It has to be people that want to be down there and, and can put up with those, those screeching banshees that um, anytime you mention, you know, Hey, you know what, maybe we shouldn't like run, you know, the triple option, you know, but uh, they, they lose their minds and um, it, you know, I mean, who wants that job, you know? And I know that people are going to go out there and say, look at their tradition. Like, okay, like, whatever, I, I get it. But um, I think Lunsford is probably a good dude. Um, you know, 28, 21, uh, he inherited, you know, the Tyson Summers thing. Um, I think maybe, and Charles has a better read on these things than I do, but I would say they were looking for an excuse to fire him and get rid of him. And I think that, that that poor bastard on the on the top of the bus cracking open a stone cold stunner beer, you know, like this is like WWF was was enough reason for them to to do it. Um, Charles, I don't know if, if if you read it that way, but I think they were probably hunting for something like that anyway. They, they were certainly on the war path. Um, you know, the, the cliche, the straw that broke camel's back is definitely what that yeah. is. I mean, that um, any program would probably consider that inexcusable behavior. Um, at any moment in time in the public eye on the walk in and you've got worst case wor this is the worst part of it. you got a senior who's supposed to be a leader a redshirt senior who's in his fifth year um, pulls some stuff like that and um, you know look good for that guy I, I care less about him but if we're talking about Lunsford um, he had two big wins in his career and they were us and that's it 
There's yeah. no other quality win on his resume that says that this guy is the future. They lived off their defense for a while. Uh, if it wasn't for Scott Sloan down there, I don't know if he would have lasted this long. Um, I knew it was going to happen this year. I just didn't know when because they literally just don't have any patience down there. They've done it before. They've done it. They're going to do it again. Um, <laughs> I mean, this, this, this whole, you know, they're going to, all right, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be the same thing with Summers uh, or Summers. can't remember what his name is. Doesn't matter. Uh, they're going <laughs> to, they're, they're, they're going to promote an interim, right? That interim is going to be considered for the job, right? And that interim's like either going to get it because he's a Georgia Southern guy and they're going to go down the same path again and start over. Yet he's a holdover from the previous staff. What does that do? Or does Georgia Southern with the new AD decide, hey, look, we've got to actually look like a college team of the modern era. Um, there's no excuse in the state of Georgia to, to run that type of offense and be handcuffed to that type of situation when there's so many players that you can get. There's so many players that, that we go down there and get. You know, there's 20 on our uh, Yeah, by the way, we're bitter about that. Thank you. Sorry about it. Um, <laughs> just a short. It's just a really. It's just a really short drive. I mean, the drop no, across it's, Atlanta. It's, and it's a big. It's a big problem we have. Uh, the, our fan base is really bitter about how many. So you know, Coach Elliott being I'm not, a. I'm not a oh yeah, Ryan. Ryan is the, the always as always the exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah, uh, we feel like we have such talent in this state that we don't we uh, we don't go get we end up going to the carolinas because you know coach elliott is, is familiar with that area and then we go to florida i think those are our two is our two florida biggest uh uh places we go yet we have all this talent right here in this state and i didn't mean to get on this whole thing but fuck it what no there we go i cursed again <laughs> <laughs> uh we, well, we do that, we do that. <laughs> but uh, actually no but uh but uh, to your point like you know uh we have uh one of our patreon members here quote of the night uh who wants that job it's a great question and uh here in georgia the the big guy's name is that kennesaw state coach that yeah. bohemian oh, guy man. whatever the bonin but what well, I don't know what his name is. I so, I didn't pay attention to FCS football when we were in FCS football. I don't pay attention to FCS football now. But yeah, the Kennesaw State guy, he runs that option crap. Do you think that he wants to take that nice um four bedroom house, two and a half bath thing in Kennesaw and head down to Statesboro where he lives in a trailer and has to like <laughs> him uh you know, pump his wa cold water for a shower every night? I it, it just depends on what Georgia Southern decides to do. I mean, if, if yeah. they want to be be you know stuck with what they have, you have then there is no other option. No pun there. Um, but but you get a guy below no, pun, pun below the level, you know, because you're not going to pull any any FBS coordinator with option experience to to stay for it. It's just not going to happen. No. So it's a, it's all about what they decide to do. If they decide to be modern, they'll get people to go down there because it's a Division One head coaching job. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know if I don't know if y'all seen uh, the the reports. Um, like message board fodder is one thing, but there's always a little bit of truth to a little bit of it. Uh, they're willing to pay upwards of a million dollars for their next coach, while at the same time firing Lunsford without cause and owing him every dime. I I don't see Statesboro, who's at Statesboro Community College, that has had issues with like funding that. and fundraising. Um, for a very, very long time after they got to FBS, coming up with $3 million to pay two coaches. 
um, just like it's okay, that. Okay, keep digging. You know, that's my thing. Keep on digging, y'all. Uh, it's okay, yeah. never come out of that hole. No, well, yeah, coming out of that hole is dirty water. That's right. I, I, I do like that Statesboro Community College, and obviously they, they have those 2 or $3 million to pay for that kind of crap because they have no aspirations of moving out of this conference because they know that they have peaked as a program. Do you think they know that? I don't think they know that. They, I, I don't I think, think they know it either. I think, I think that the administration knows that, but that you know, um, inbred fan base has no clue of it whatsoever <laughs> at all. Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, if not for, I mean, seriously, if not for Willie Fritz front loading his team with a bunch of uh, junior college transfers and coming into, let's be honest, um, not a great Sunbelt conference yep. in 2014. Um, I don't think Georgia Southern has actually talked about it as a successful transition into the FPS nearly no, as much. I think right. they. They they whipped us in 2014 on national TV and it was embarrassing and like it was whatever, but um, Willie Fritz had a mission and it was to get promoted, and he did it. He loaded up on JUCOs and he cashed in and got out at the right time. Um, whereas we, you know, we talk about this all the time, had a rough two games in the Sun Belt and then one out in 2014. Really, the rest is history. But uh, I think that first impression in 2014 has given that program a little bit of like a – like their reputation is on a bubble, I think. Like they haven't – they have not been like this, oh, well, they transitioned so well. I mean, they've had I think a couple off, good seasons. It's off the bubble at this point. I mean, yeah. no, I, yeah. eight, five, seven and six. I mean, you can talk about um, who they beat in the Camellia Bowl. It was, it was, it was, was it Eastern Michigan? Like really? Was that yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that you know, uh, pay more attention yeah. than we do. The Sun Belt. I mean, and <laughs> I, I, I dog on. The, I personally dog on the Sun Belt all the time. But uh, whenever the media talks about the Sun Belt and how they've succeeded in the the, the most recent realignment, they talk about App State. They talk about uh, Georgia Southern, and they talk about Coastal because you know they had one good year. But I don't yeah. know. I, I really don't understand why Southern's included in there. I feel like they're still riding their high of their their six um, their minor league. I mean, they have a they have championship. Yeah, yeah. They they won that championship in the the, the the first year. They've really done nothing since then. And as we Great. talk about all the time, Georgia State has very, very few teams who we have a winning record against. And one of those is Georgia Southern. So if they can't even beat us, how good of a team are they? And, and that's the yeah. difference. You know, that's that's why Lunsford is uh, not in his office right now. and doesn't have anything to do. It's because those things happen. Do you think the he's riding on a bus getting beer thrown at him? <laughs> He's watching Monday Night I Raw. People, right I bet you people are leaving <laughs> beer on his doorstep. Honestly, because, <laughs> to be fair, that was a flawless catch and chug. That was a great job. He did Kudos a great to job. the kid. You know, he did all right, but you know, <laughs> it was just the wrong thing at the wrong time. Am I the Am I the only person that watched that for the first time and didn't think anything like that? Like I, watched I had like, no wow. idea what was happening. Was, yeah, well, I was like, yeah, wow, like, like kind of like with what Ryan said. I was like, man, he caught that, and it was like seamless. It was like, wow. Yeah. And then you know, obviously, time goes on. You're like. That dude's a senior. One pump of the brakes on that bus, this dude goes flying off the top. Oh, he's done. He, like, cracks his skull, and I'm like, oh, that's a really bad look. So like, I know that I'm a few years older than all all you guys on here, but I mean, did you guys ever watch the the Teen Wolf movie with Michael J. Fox yeah, back in the 80s? 
man, that that that's what that's what's going on. That's what that's what Teen Wolf did. He <laughs> jumped in the back of Yo, the plumbing Wolf truck. Was a werewolf, the, man. The, the, he the, can the, do it. <laughs> it was rad because he was able to do that. Well, you used the word rad, which is very appropriate back in the eighties. So, yeah, that's me, man. That's my style. I saw, so I saw, and I forgot their stupid tradition of their their little school buses or whatever. And I was just like, "What am I even watching?" Like, I did, it took me a while to even figure out it was their football team. And then I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's messed up. They shouldn't have done that." I thought it was just like a kid. Like, I thought it was just like they were on a road trip on a, on a school bus or something. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty rad." Yeah. And then, and then I realized, oh, that's their. That's their team that's bus, which is pretty oh, embarrassing. Yeah. And then there's a player. Oh God, that's that's pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really all about the objects. I mean, that guy is a, a nose tackle, right? I mean, I don't know what was thrown to him, but whatever he chugged in eight seconds and left some, you know, in the can, I doubt had any effect on his ability to play the game. But it's just right. like the optics of it. it's like, eh, probably shouldn't do that. You know, well, he only had one on camera. Well, right, and who knows yeah. what was you know, <laughs> in the locker room. Well, you know, and, 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 and that's, that's a good point, Ryan. Based off that one and three record, that yes, I acknowledge we're one and three as well. But that one and three record they have, maybe he's doing a lot. Maybe those guys are drinking a lot more right now than uh, <laughs> maybe that's a turnaround. There, well, you know, Statesboro was a was a dry county for so long, and they uh, have not figured out how to adjust to that. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. We've got yeah, on a know. real long trash down south yeah. tangent <laughs> I, here. I actually just threw that in the chat. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's fair. I, I, I don't think that you can get an app state or a couple of app state guys and a couple of, a couple of Georgia state guys oh, together yeah. and not just hate on Southern for a this bit. This is like we, what we have in common other than playing. It's football. our tendered spirits. The enemy of my enemy <laughs> is my friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. All, right. Had it, All right. Had it not just happened like, Two days ago, we wouldn't be talking about it. Like if no, that was a week no, ago, we would talk about the game, but it's just still hot. I I always struggle because uh, there was one of the at Georgia State when I was I I was a business major, and one of the things they talked about in in marketing was you never talk about your uh, you know opponent if they're lower than you if, they, if they're below you you never talk about them because it lowers you to your level they always talk about you because it raises them to their to your level so I never want to talk about on the podcast the trash down south because I don't want to lower ourselves to their level yeah but I, mean, I cannot stop talking about that trash I really hate them so much it's fun <laughs> to talk about you know it is fun that's that's yeah. what they live for is being talked about <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. All right, let's, 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 let's get back to it a little bit. All right, so uh, I'm going to toss something out, and you guys tell me what you think. Um, you guys are talking about your running backs, and I think that as much as our, we, we've talked about our, our defense, that's our bread and butter. Our rushing defense is what Fuquay has really uh, done well over the past couple of years. I'm going to say last half of last season through now. Uh, what do you think you guys are going to be able to to run the ball against us this uh, Saturday? The, the, um, the, the reason we're going to be able to is because we've got a, a, our receivers who can actually get down the field and stretch it. And you've got to defend um, Corey Sutton, which I still I think he just scored another touchdown. Um, <laughs> another one I did, just, just now, yeah. just now. Um, hey, can, can we can we get one of those uh, uh, late Monday touchdowns uh, to beat Auburn right now? Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um, the big difference between last year and this year. Uh, not that uh, we should be really discussing anything that happened last year in football because I don't think none of it really counted. Um, 
for you know some statistical purposes and historical reasons but um i mean that's great uh, i just I, we're, we're going to run the ball regardless and we're going to force it but we're going to pass out of it as well yeah you can actually see um and i'll tell you why i think we'll, we'll do really well on saturday uh because we played our second game of the year i think that's right no our third game of the year um against marshall in 2020 and we went down there, and they 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 really control both lines of scrimmage. Their front seven really shut us down. We really couldn't run the ball last year against them, and uh, this year we did. We 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 did real well against against Marshall. And you know Nate Noel and, and Cam combined ran for 283 yards. You know if you had told me last year that we were going to do that after seeing Marshall come off the field, I'd been like, ah, I don't know about that. But we did. We found a lot of success there. And to what Charles just said, you can actually see. Um, the defense kind of being you know sucked in to try to stop the run, and then that's when they they'd call for those play actions or those deep passes, and then they'd be forced to to step back and play back a little bit. And 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 when you have that mix going, which is what App's bread and butter has been, you know, I mean, what what are you gonna do? And I remember last year when um, uh, Georgia State came to Boone, and really your defensive line whipped our offensive line. And uh, Coach Clark said that in the, the post game comments, he said they just whipped us. Um, but this year, our offensive line is playing really well, like really, really well. And the fact that we are so healthy at wide receiver right now with Thomas Hennigan and Corey Sutton and Malik Williams, all who are really, really good, super seniors, they should be. You know, they're dropping their kids off at soccer practice as we speak. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that doesn't help Georgia State stopping the run, um, especially with our offensive line playing well and two healthy running backs. So I, I don't think it'll be like last year. You know, last year, 17 to 14, um, close battle. Um, I think we'll be able to move all pretty well. Um, although I do think that this is a, a game that Georgia State wants. I mean, zero and seven against App State. Like we know yeah. that that builds and that builds. And, and I don't think anybody on the team is looking at it as a pushover game. I'm not. I'm not looking at it. I mean, I think we'll win. But I mean, you know, it's football, man. I mean, we've seen crazy. Yeah. Charles touched on it. You know, ULM just whipped Troy. I know we're not Troy, and ULM's not Georgia State, but. Um, it's a conference game. <laughs> you can't be one of beating. No, I, 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 I mean, I don't. I mean, like I said, I, I didn't even look at uh, the other conference scores until today. And when I saw that that uh, Troy had lost to Monroe, because I've, I've been dogging. Well, I dog all the uh, Louisiana schools, but I've been dogging them the entire time. I was, I was really surprised by that. But um, yeah, I think that you know, and I know crap about football. I just like watching my team win, which doesn't happen a lot, but. <laughs> I really, I really do think this game's going to come down to who can really run the ball, and I, that that seems like a very, very easy statement to say. But I think that we've got a stable of running backs that are fantastic. Uh, Tucker Gregg is a phenomenal. Like he busted off fifty yards against Auburn for a touchdown uh, on Saturday. Dustin Coates is phenomenal, be better than Tucker probably. Oh, if, he can, it. if he can hold on to the ball, absolutely. And then, so I think we've got the ability to run the ball. We have the ability to stop the rush. You guys are on the same page. So it's going to come down to us, both of us, forcing each other to throw the ball and see what happens on that side. And, I mean, Ryan, back me up unless I'm wrong or not. <laughs> but, like, you know, we, we, still, we still have not seen the full force of the Georgia State offense because Sam Pickney, between COVID and hamstrings, has not seen – the field that much he only had uh, one reception yeah in the auburn game for eight yards and he's getting healthy and we we think that sam pickney is like you know 
that that next best great wide receiver out of Georgia State. So as long as healthy, but yeah, as long as he's healthy. So I I think it's going to be a battle on the line, and we're both going to force each other to throw the ball. And the best team that can catch the ball is going to probably going to be the winner of this game. I think at least. I don't hate the you know that idea, and, and if, if it if it does go that direction, I mean I've uh, you know just looking at some box scores and kind of scanning what your quarterbacks have been able to do. It seems like that's been an issue to an extent. Um, I mean, you had did you have a game where it was the Charlotte game that Granger completed just six passes the entire game, um, and then and I think they're both like right at fifty percent completion for the year, and, and was it? Four seventy-five passing in, in four games. Is that is that right? Is that close? Something yeah. Well, like so that? Granger came, Granger didn't come in until the Charlotte game. Oh, sorry, he, right, he played right, right. in the previous game. He didn't start until the, the the Charlotte game. So I think stats are all a little skewed, a little weird when it comes right. to Granger. But you're right. He's yeah, only gone fifty percent of his pass. Yeah, and, yeah, and Ranger's still getting he's still getting familiar with with playing football again. No, he what are you talking about? He played for years in another school. Where it's been two years. It's been two years since he started a game, and even yeah, then, he only man. played four. So, I mean, now, 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 I'm defending my own team against the guy that's <laughs> on the podcast with me. What the hell, God? Because, come on, you can't, because I'm not a homer here. Like, you can go look at the stats, and like, and you can go look at how he plays. He's not great. He, he can get the job done, but he's not great. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> all right, guys. So, so, you guys. Uh, you guys can go. Gonna gonna win, while Ryan and I argue with each other. No. Soon. No, I, I I don't disagree with you, Ryan. But I, but I'm, what I'm saying is we still we still don't know what what Granger is. Granger beat Charlotte twenty to nine. Granger the whole team did that. Whole team did that. Granger <laughs> led a team twenty nine versus Charlotte. Granger right, led a team to nearly a victory over Auburn. We'll see what's going on. Yeah, so, I, I, I'm curious um, why. What's up with quad? What? Why is Granger in the mix? Well, Granger is okay, and quad was was moderately worse. So um, he just kept overthrowing everything. Just like literally every ball he threw was overthrown for the first. Yeah, two I, games. yeah. John Weaver popping in right now, uh, saying, "Yeah, we still don't know what quad is this year." To be fair, yeah. quad, quad. We had high aspirations. I had the highest of aspirations for quad this year. And we yeah. still don't know what's going on with him. He he took being benched like a man, uh, as Coach Elliott said. We don't know what's going on there. I think it's more of a of a mental thing, and maybe and Granger's already got the start. We we know that already for this game. You may see Quad this season or, or this game. Um, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going on with Quad because he looks well, fantastic. Last year. You you lose the first two games and then you you put in Granger and he wins against Charlotte so it's the first win of the season and then we put a, a healthy scare into Auburn under Granger and so there's no good reason to change change back out. To, to you know I feel like this this this, this interview's gone the wrong way. I feel like we're defending ourselves and of asking these guys questions. <laughs> I, have I, I apologize for asking the question. <laughs> no, I you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. I feel like so. Yeah. So I mean, I'm going to come on tomorrow. And, it's all good. We're I feel like this is my this, this is my, my my cheat sheet here. Like you know, I'm coming on tomorrow to talk to you guys on your podcast, and now I'm getting at the cheat sheet. What I got to know to talk about? And <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> I, I did. I, I do have another question. to Change gears. I don't know how long we wanted to go, but um, I thought of something. Am I good? Do we have to, are we good yeah, 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 no, no, yeah. Uh, I'm in charge. It. You go. Let's go. 
All right, cool. Yeah, so, so we, our big, uh, we always talk uh, through the off season, through every single episode. Uh, doesn't really matter. We're going to talk about realignment. <clears throat> and so, with the way that everything has been, you know, coming down, where Big Twelve sucked up pretty much anyone good in the AAC that you'd want to really play against, and with the Sun Belt talking about picking up some pretty good teams, um, like where do you guys feel about where App State should be? We're we're going to be on two opposites opposite ends here. I'm All right. Um, oh yeah. So you guys fit right along with Ryan and I. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if we. I think we want what's best for App State. Charles, you go ahead. We, I, don't, we, I don't know if we, it depends on what we you agree think there. <laughs> yeah. We. I mean, we agree on that. And um, you know, Mike Oresco aside, you know, he's going to say what he wants to say because he that's what he is good at. It's just talking. Um, you know, he's, he feels like what he has to do for his conference is, is replace what he lost. Uh, he, he may or may not feel that one of our schools is, is a fit there, but it doesn't seem to be that way right now. Who knows? We'll see. It could just all be fluff. Um, for one, we, we have a lot of fans who think that we have to be tied with Georgia Southern if we go to another conference. And we, that, that's just not the case. We don't what, what nothing to do with them. We don't care. Uh, but from our standpoint, um, we would love to be in a conference with Marshall. Um, we don't want to go to Conference USA. I think that's pretty much fair. I think we all agree um, there. Yeah, we we um, we would on a second hand, if, if this is possible, would would not hate being in a conference with East Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So th- there's a lot of AAC things that have to be worked out. There's um, it's it's more than just a football driver, in my opinion. They've got to consider all the sports. Um, icing on the cake would be, in, be to be in a conference with ECU and Marshall. Um, those are our 70s, you know, 1970s, 1980s rivals that um, really get us back aligned to that, that time frame. So basically, we've caught back up. Um, I, I, you know, if, if the consolation prize is to stay in the Sun Belt and a Marshall joins, um, I'm, I'm curious what that does from a long range viewpoint because. Um, you're going from 10 to 12. Uh, is is something like a Marshall and another school going to really take us up and say, hey, well, we're certainly the G5 conference to be in. Um, and, it, you know, we, we're such an East Coast slant here. We don't think about the Mountain West. The Mountain West would probably have something to say about that. But I, I just don't know if that puts us over the top. I don't, and I don't know if that that um, the way people think about the Sun Belt will change just because we added two teams and we had some teams ranked for a year or two. Um, you know, that, that long-term success has to be built, you know, for decades, not like a couple years. Um, no offense to Georgia State. I think we are two different, completely different universities. Um, I don't have a problem being in conference with you because you're right down the street. Obviously, that, that, that that's, that's a big deal. Um, but we don't want to be in a conference where we're far flung with teams that, we do not have any type of history with, and we're just not in a position to fly to Denver. Uh, we are, we already hate going to Texas as it is, right, guys? I mean, <laughs> well, why are we trying to go to Colorado or why are we? Well, trying uh, to go to I'll, I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak up. I'll speak up for the for Tim, who is not here. Uh, Tim calls Texas State my second favorite team in in the Sun Belt. I don't know why exactly, but he them. thinks it is, and uh, I mean. I, I have a buddy that went to school there, so I mean, uh, yeah, I, I have a little hey, bit of affinity you towards them. Plus, you know, Georgia right? State, Texas State. Like, I like, I like state name, state schools. You like bad football yeah. schools. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I like a lot. I like a I'm lot sorry. of bad teams. So <laughs> no, and, and just to add what Charles said, I don't. I didn't disagree with anything Charles just said. You know, I, I one of our um, one of our listeners um, in our Facebook group that we have said something that I think just pretty much nails down how I I see this, and I think pretty much everybody sees it, but they haven't framed it in this way. Which is, you know, if somebody asks you to go on a road trip or go to a party or go to some some function. Um, wouldn't you want to know like who's going, you know, like, well, who's going, you know? And I think when it comes to conference realignment, I know, and Charles knows who I'm talking about. We know people that are like, if we don't go to the American, it's a failure and and we have failed in American or bust and anything else is, there's the worst in the world. And I'm not on that train. I'm not American or bust. I'm who's going and how's it going to work? Um, because, I would love, Charles, I'm talking about this. I would love to be in a conference with East Carolina. I think it would be a huge deal for us. Um, uh, we haven't played East Car- We've played East Carolina before this year two times in 30 years, 40 years, two times in 40 years. And that game in Charlotte, the tension, and it, it's almost like, you know, East Coast, you know, flatlands, hotlands of, of friggin' North Carolina in the middle of nowhere. And then the mountains just coming together. It's like and, and Tupac versus Dre. 100%. That's it, exactly it, really is, what I mean. it really is that. I mean, it, <laughs> we are two different type of fan bases, and that's why we disagree with each other so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Charles, but Charles is also right about like Marshall. People don't understand the, the weight that, that two of these, fan, like our fan base and Marshall, we travel. We go to the we we go to each other's like Marshall showed up with more people for that Thursday night at a conference game than Georgia Southern has brought in years for a Thursday night game. Okay, and um, I know that's another shot at at them, um, but I want I want what's best for App State, and I think that the reports of of the American wanting to go west, uh, I think that is probably true. And, to, yeah. And to be fair, that to be fair, Georgia Southern's EBT cars don't pay for gas to get to Boone. So <laughs> fair, okay, fair. <laughs> um, but no, so I don't. I don't think if if Oresco gets what he wants, I don't think Apps in the picture. But I think oddly enough, I think the um, I think the Sun Belt's in a, a unique position to be able to add a couple of combo um, setups where. You could have an engaged matchup, um, you know, adding Marshall, James Madison's turn out there. A lot of our fans don't want James Madison. I think, I think that's a school we already hate. It's like built-in like hatred, which is we which is good. Absolutely hate them. I'm not a fan of the color purple, so I'm just kind of already. And I'm they already throw out. Streamers. Despise they, purple. They throw streamers <laughs> in the air, and it's terrible. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm. I actually think. That I'm like 50-50 that the Sun Belt will add somebody. I think, I think um, Arlington and who's the other one? Little Rock. Yeah. I think they'll leave. As, They're gone. I think that was already schools. even talked about in official channels it, at this point. I might. I think it's just yeah. a matter of time. Yeah. It's just yeah. This is probably their last year as a basketball yeah. school. Yeah. In, in well, finally time. we have no uh, man. I man. I was, I was about to say, finally we have no challengers as far as uh, winning basketball tournaments. And then I'm like, like Talk to the wrong guys. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to the guys that won. I won the the tournament this this season. We're this from season. a basketball state, man. We're from North Carolina. This is like basketball country, and we finally want to 
a conference tournament um, for the first time in 21 years, which is great. You know what? We 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 don't need to talk about that whatsoever at all. <laughs> I, I just I think that the way that all the cards are falling, there is a really good shot that the AAC goes the way of CUSA and that Sun Belt does what it's doing and just keeps on kind of its upward trajectory. And that's not a bad place to be, even if you don't necessarily feel like you fit in, like 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 us. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just I feel really school. good about the Sun Belt right now. I don't know why. Right. I just it feels like the right place. I uh, I, I have made no bones about it whatsoever at all. I absolutely hate being in this conference, but <laughs> I I have. An American conference is where I wanted us to be. I thought that's where we belonged, but it, not not but because why? of why? not not Tell because of a, a wins and loss. Ryan, can I can I talk? Can. can I talk here? Can I talk you here? Can. I'm just saying. Can I talk? Can yeah. I talk? No, yeah. I, but it it was all about just the uh, the profile of the university, and I and I, I don't think anybody in the Sun Belt can disagree that Georgia State, from a non sports like just like a uh, university standpoint looks more like an American conference university being in the middle of a, of a, of an urban environment and being that R one research university, that, that type of thing. We don't have that success. We don't have the success that those schools have no doubt about it whatsoever at all, but that's where we felt that we b- belonged as far as peer universities. Now that being said, I, and as of, as of last week's episode, I have done a complete about face and said, Kind of like you, what you, what you said, Charles. We got to find where the dominoes le, uh, lay, and and we need to do what's best for our facility, our our, our program. And right now, that's staying in Sunbelt, and that's that's staying here. And we could very, very, very well, after things shakes out, be the P six claiming yeah. pro conference. So. Mm-hmm. My question to anyone, you know, is um, how far does a, a university profile take you when all of these decisions appear to be being made because of money and football? You know, yeah. SEC, yeah. Texas, and Oklahoma, historically, say what you want about Texas. Um, there's a reason the schools that are going to the Big 12 from the A's here are going is because of football. Yeah. I doubt they're saying, you know, what we need we need, you know, some school to match up with um, West Virginia's, and it needs to be in there. I don't think those conversations are being had. Right, uh, I, agree. I, I think it all depends upon where a university chancellor, president, trustee may be at a certain time in a given situation and scenario. Um, I just, I just don't wonder what that does. You know, at, at some point, you, you want somebody to watch you on TV, right? I mean, if that's the idea, then you want to watch somebody who provides a good product and and no offense to you guys but um you know that's that's the product texas and oklahoma are product ucf cincinnati are products um, that became things um i believe if you're looking at the athletic point of view the app state certainly a product oh for sure there's no there's no doubt about that i i can never i can never make a legitimate argument about well i mean i can make a lot of illegitimate arguments about a lot of things but i can never make a legitimate argument that uh app state is not a phenomenal football brand was for it all but i will say that blue and white is way better colors than black and gold oh so i like the black and gold too (laughs) 
See? No, black, black and gold is it. way too close to Saints colors, and I absolutely hate the Saints. Like it's my my, my fandom is a Georgia State, well, whoever's yellow, playing right? Southern, and whoever's playing the Saints, and then the this Falcons is, come yeah, in below this, that. So the, the Saints are definitely toward the the old gold. Uh, we used to have the old gold, but we've kind of trended toward more of a uh, a yellower gold. All right. Uh, uh, I wanted to add that the realignment is is a is a discussion between um, I think they value eyeballs like current eyeballs, which I think App State actually brings quite a, quite a number of, uh, and that's why you guys might be sexy to somebody like the AAC. I bet, but then there's I bet also potential eyeballs, and potential eyeballs are what CUSA went real heavy into and failed. Uh, and it never I showed mean, up. I think, it's, I think it's pretty clear that so I've, I've, I've got a question for you guys. I, I, Ryan, they, Ryan, they, I'm gonna, they, I'm gonna they, give they, a, a rare, I'm a rare, a rare uh, yay to you. I've got a question for you guys. Outside of that Michigan win, why do you guys think that Abstate has gotten such a huge national following? Because I feel like you guys really do. I think that a lot of people across the entire country really kind of follow Abstate. Is it is it that Michigan win? Is it just that continued success at FCS? What what is it that made you guys get that kind of attention across the board? Um, I'll, uh, go ahead, real quick, AJ. But I, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, I I'll, I'll try to keep it simple. Um, I think it honestly, David. I think it's a perfect storm of things happening at the right time. Um, App State has had a really really strong tradition of of football um, and being good at football that preceded Jerry Moore coming in 1989 um, and through the nineties, there were some legitimately great app state teams in the nineties that I think would uh, compete really, really highly today, even like in the Sun Belt, um, Cause everything was more condensed back then. There weren't as many teams or as many. Anyway, I'll, I'll continue. So then in 2004, here comes Chancellor Peacock. He opens up the um, tailgate loss in 2005 and fandom kind of blossoms in 2005, and more alumni come back and tailgate. Charles is part of this, and um, and so we win a national championship, and then there's this buzz, and then it really like became an avalanche of enthusiasm and hype among our alumni, among our fans, among that of our part of the, the state. We beat Michigan, then it explodes, and there was already a foundation of a groundswell of of tailgating and, and embracing App State and game day and whatever. That that had been laid before the Michigan game. And then it just piles on top of each other and then the tradition and the culture that Coach Moore built. I just think things happen in in waves for App State that teams can't – you can have a billion dollars right now and you couldn't replicate what App State has done because it's something that comes with time and experiences that you can't pay for, right? Uh, right. It, it, it takes time. So – that's 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 what I'll say. There were a lot of things that have happened over time that the Michigan win ex, you know exploded through the ceiling, but there were things in place that allowed us to carry it and sustain it. I don't know if, what Charles is going to say. Probably something. I'll, I'll just different. say something very similar to that. I mean, you, we we've had a great football program for almost 100 years. Yeah, we've had 100 years worth of moments in the last 15. And yeah. that, that is, that's, I mean, it's been, in, it's been insanity. Um, yeah. The Sun Belt titles, the national championships and all the bowl wins. I mean, yep. there it is right there. And, and, and then you have the comments from the coaches that we play um, these P5 guys, Butch Jones, Tennessee, James Franklin, highly respected at Penn state. And then you look at Manny Diaz at Miami, he was interviewed by the television broadcasters right after the game, right after the handshakes of the coaches. 
they asked him a question and the first thing out of his mouth was well this is what app state does this is what they do <laughs> and he looked terrified uh, like he just like he just robbed something you know and he's got a great haircut too and, and, and what did james frank say is, is i don't you know old-fashioned you know i don't know what's what's in the water in boone but whatever it is it works uh this is what they do they scare people they drive you crazy and um and, and what did mac brown say when we before we played North Carolina in 2019, two years ago, I was fundraising for these guys, and now I've got now I'm the coach <laughs> against North Carolina. I got to play him. What idiot set that up? And he's oh, it's his boss. <laughs> so here we are, and, and, and you know, and obviously, Will Muschamp's not the coach at South Carolina anymore because we were the team that clinched him out of a you know what could have saved his you know job for another year because we eliminated them for bowl contention. They had to beat yep. us and Texas A&M, and they couldn't even beat us. Yep. Um, <laughs> So here we are. What, so what what is what is like just uh life like in Boone for an App State fan like or an App State student like what 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 is it like over there because like obviously we have a completely different environment being downtown Atlanta uh, uh, we have we've grown we have a lot of people living on campus now but you know we still have a lot of people that, that drive in students that drive in commute yeah. in what, what's it like over there like you guys have like a I don't even know what question I'm asking right now. What's it like going to school at, Doon, at Boone? You know, we, we, we're over an hour now, and we—I said we we're going to do 20, 30 minutes. We're over an hour, so now I'm just going to—I'm just going to keep on asking questions until like one of you guys just say, <laughs> "I've got to go to bed." My phone's getting ready to die, so I might just bail out on you anyway. That's so. <laughs> it. We're going to go until Alex's phone dies. That, that's that's yeah. that's going to be the uh, the I, end of this I, whole I, thing. I just texted you guys. I ran out of beer, so. Oh. Yeah, I could reach back here, but I haven't yet. Um, <laughs> I think it all just comes down to you, you got to experience it yourself. Um, it's one thing to say, hey, look, um, Saturdays and game days are cool because people tailgate over every inch of grass that, that is available and everybody lives on top of each other. And, and you've got a, a very unique downtown and a tight community. It's not a big town. It's 20, there's 20,000 residents here and there's 20,000 yeah. students. You know, So we have to coexist and we do. And we still have people who come off the mountain and drive in from Charlotte and wants to say, Do you guys have a ski team? No, but you can take skiing for course credit in the, in the winter. Uh, that's a <laughs> PE here. Wow. And it's been a PE here for like 50 or 60 years. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like everyone, like if you, if you, You'd be hard pressed to find someone who went to app. I will take. Them, like, I will you take, take app seriously skiing? when they have a ski team. Until <laughs> app has a ski team, they are going to be bottom rung uh, university to me. I want. I want a ski team out of App State. This is just bitterness talking. I just you know, absolutely. Take, take I, well, it's more breaths. drunkenness talking than is anything else at all. But yeah, yeah. Um, right. To to you know, um, we say this all the time, and it. I get a little frustrated because i wish there's a better way to describe this but you really don't know what it's like to be part of app state fandom and we have a lot by the way we have a lot of fans that are even like financial supporters of our show that are in our facebook group and um that did not go to app state don't have a diploma that are huge fans so i don't want to discount them at all and and i have so much respect for people that just pull for app state because they love app state but even in even in those circles, unless you're part of it and you have like interest and like you're sold out for App State, you don't understand like what it's like. Charles just kind of built it up. Boone's a town of twenty thousand people. 
it's a mountain town. It's not like there's tons of room from expansion or you have to blow a mountain. You know, you have to, you know, use dynamite and like flatten a mountain to, to expand or whatever. It's so unique. It's this old town that has this perennial, you know, top 30 football program in the country. Um, and once you're part of it on game day, talking with other fans in the stands, talking to the coaches and once you're part of it, man, you get it. I wish there was a way to just quickly like download to somebody like, here's what it's like. Here's what it's like to be an Afghan. Here's the experiences that you get. Um, it, it's, it's really, it's really unique, man. And that, and that's, I think our, our secret sauce is that it is unique. It's not yeah. something that can be replicated. And um, how many other top 25 programs, I mean, seriously, how many top 25 programs are located in a town with 20,000 people residents, not talking about students, or let's do this. How many top 25 programs have come from towns, including the students, have you know 40,000 people or less? It's just it's just a weird thing that's happened um, where culture and fans have kind of willed this to happen. I've said this on the show a lot. Without App State fandom kind of willing, um, you know, raising the bar and, and wanting the team to do well in the support, I don't think it happens. And so it's – it's great. There's a there's a really great video if you want, like to get kind of a taste. There's a video called something in the mount. What's it called, Charles? It's called something in these mountains, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was something called uh, hot, hot, hot. First of all, that's my ringtone, and that's the best <laughs> yeah. song ever written. And there's no um, such thing as bad publicity because that thing right, came out 17 years ago, and people are still talking about it. It's my ringtone. I hear it every day. Um, anyway, um, but it's called something in these mountains or something about these mountains. It won the hype video of the year award for the whatever. The oh award. yeah, I got ripped apart on the Sunbelt message board about this oh. because there's this, there's this one video of the dude coming out of the water with no. like his helmet on, Sorry. and I was like, I'm like, oh, that that video is really cool, but that the guy coming out of the water with a helmet, that's it's kind of no. weird. It, it's it's kind of yeah, it's a little kind of weird. But but there's this one that I think does a pretty good job of like capturing it a little bit but you still can't man it's just it's a mountain town just college students are able to for four or five or six years um live in a place where people spend a lot of money to live there um as their second home yeah and it's it's a cool place man it's, it's and i don't live in boone by the way i wish i lived in boone but i live about an hour away so well i think we'll conclude this commercial for boone and appalachian <laughs> state <laughs> This one hour and nine minute commercial for Boone and Appalachia State. Uh, uh, Ryan, unless you got anything else, I'm going to kick these guys off. I'm good. All right. Alex, Charles, thank you so much. Um, Appreciate it, boys. Condolences to you, Alex. Uh, Charles, I hope you enjoy your yeah, baby thanks. shower and hope you, I hope you pick the right diaper or whatever game you play at that <laughs> thing. So we'll I'm be down there. I'm diapers and I'm going to drop them off. <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. We will definitely talk to you guys. Uh, maybe we do something after the game. We talk. We talk after the game. Maybe so. Maybe so. If not, we'll talk to you guys next year. So. Thanks, David. Always a pleasure. For sure. For sure. For sure. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.